What's up, everybody? My name is Lamar Kendrick. Welcome to Street Preacher, Christian Self-Help Podcast. Check me out on LamarKendrick.com. Enjoy the ride. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Lamar. I want to thank you for tuning into my podcast. I really do appreciate it, as well as I appreciate the feedback that you've been giving me. So, hey, continue to do that. Um, it encourages me, it helps me, and it keeps me on my toes, and I need that. So, thank you for that. Those who haven't heard my podcast, I recommend that you go back and check out a couple of my um, sharings. And also, give feedback if you um, don't mind. Like I said, it definitely encouraged me, and I need encouragement. It helps me, and hey, I need help, and it keeps me on my toes, and I need to be kept on my toes because I want to make sure that I'm doing this word the way God wants me to do this word, and I'm making a difference that God needs me to make. So, hey, please do that. I really appreciate that. Thank you tremendously. Today, our subject is going to be from pain to gain, and the reason why this is on my heart is because I know a lot of times when we're in a painful situation, we don't feel like we can gain. We don't feel like we can get to the next level of our life. And because we don't feel like we can get to the next level of our life, a lot of times we don't get there. So we miss out on the blessings of God because we're so caught up in the pain that's going on in our lives that we can't see anything but the pain. But in order to get out of the pain, you have to be able to see the gain. What will come from this if I do this? What will come from this if I do that? And this is what God wants to see. God needs us to acknowledge the pain because pain is something that we're going through. But we're only going through it. And I want you guys to understand that. We're not supposed to stay in pain. We go through pain to get to the game. So that's why I wanted to really talk about this subject. And this is a big subject. So there's going to be a four-part teaching or four-podcast teaching where each podcast is going to deal with pain or the process of gain or the gain. So I think it's going to take just that long to really get that point across. So bear with me. Enjoy each one. I'm going to keep each one, you know, about 20 minutes where it won't be too long, but you will be able to get something from it. Pain is something that nobody wants to experience. Pain is something that we avoid at all costs. We ignore at all costs. We run from at all costs and we hide if we can from all costs. But it's something that we can't run or ignore or hide. It's something that we have to deal with. It's something that we have to make up our mind to get through. Because on the other side of pain is gain. But how much are you willing to do to get through the pain to get to the gain? That's the question. And the book that we're going to be reading today is the book of Ruth. And in the book of Ruth, we have a person who's going through a great deal of pain. But in order to get out of the pain, they have to look at the gain and they have to do what God tells tell them to do in order to get out of the pain to get to the gain. And that's what we have to do in our lives. We have to look at God even when we're in pain. To get to the point to where we had gained. So, in the record of Ruth, we're going to see that. We're going to see see it clearly how we have to not just stay in pain. We have to 
push through that pain to get to the gain of our life, the place where God wants to be. And this is important. So um, that's what we're going to be talking about today. And I'm excited about it because I have had many situations in my life where I've experienced a great deal of pain. And because I didn't allow that pain to overtake me, I was able to get to the game. It may take a day, it may take a month, it may take a week, it may take a year, it may take two, three, four, five years. But because I was able to endure that pain and not set in that pain, I was able to get to the game. And I want you to look at your life and I want you to look at the situation in your life where you have been through painful situations and you have come through it and you have become stronger and you become wiser and you become uh, more understanding of what you need to do to avoid situations like that in the sense of avoiding getting into a situation where you're in pain or if you happen to get into a situation where you're in pain, how to deal with it once you're in it to where you won't stay in it. So I want everybody to really think about that during the process of this sharing. I want to compare pain and gain to a bodybuilder, a professional bodybuilder. A professional bodybuilder has to go through a great deal of pain to get to the point to where they gain the muscle mass that they need, the muscle shape that they need in order to compete on a professional level, in order to win a competition. And it's not easy. I mean, I have watched movies about bodybuilders and they talk about how hard it is for them to eat a certain way or to work out a certain way, have a regimen that is just relentless and vicious, but yet they have to do it. Um, the constant time they have to keep their mind from wanting to give up or from giving up, but yet they do it because they want that gain. They want to be in the competition. They want to win the competition. So they do it. And that's how it is with us in life. We are in a competition. It's a spiritual competition. And in the spiritual competition, you're going to go through pain. But you don't have to stay in it. Like they say, no pain, no gain. So we go through pain just to get the gain. And we have to be able to go through that pain to get it. And that's just all it is to it. There's no if, no and, no buts about it. So I want everybody to really understand that. And really see that. Uh, we don't welcome pain. That ain't like, oh yeah, bring the pain on. Please bring the pain. No. But because we're human, we're going to go through a certain level of pain. Because we have an enemy, the devil, we're going to go through a certain level of pain. And since we know that we're going to go through a certain level of pain, wouldn't it be just great to know how to deal with it? To know how to handle it? To be able to overcome it when it comes? So in this teaching, we're going to deal with pain, but we're going to deal with overcoming that pain and make that pain gain. So I really want everybody to understand that. Before we get started, I would like to tell you a story in my life where I had to go through a painful situation and what took place in that situation and what were the end results of that situation. Like I tell you before, I have my own company and having your own company is... I know it's a wonderful thing to be your own boss, but it's a very difficult thing being your own boss, too. It's very challenging and overwhelming a great deal of time. You have to deal with people and you have to deal with contracts. You have to deal with finances and you have to deal with uh, preparation and so many things. And a lot of these things are very painful situations because they can get out of control really quick. And 
you can just be caught up in it and, and not seeing anything, but you have to keep going. And for me, when I lose a contract and I can't take care of my family like I want to, that's a very painful situation. When I lose an employee and I have to find a replacement, that's a very painful situation to not be able to have the funds to bring an employee back or employees back that I really want to have with my company and have been an asset to the company. That's a very painful situation for me to have to fire somebody. It was a very painful situation to me. But in all these cases, I have to do whatever God sent me to do at that time in order to make a painful situation a gaining situation to where I will be able to continue to make a positive difference in people's lives and help people and to help my family and help myself. But it's not easy. And when you're going through it, Sometimes you just want to stay there and wallow in it because it feels good at that time. Or you think it feels good at that time. But it's not. It doesn't feel good. And it only allows you to stay in it. It's like having a toothache and not getting taken care of. It's just going to keep painting you. It's not going to go away because you want it to. It's going to go away because you're going to do what it takes to go away. So I want everybody to understand that. And that's what I go through. And the more I go through these situations and the more I trust God in these situations and I do what God tells me to do in these situations, it becomes less painful and more gaining. And it allows me to be a bigger person in the sense of what I can do, what I have, and who I can help. So this is my story. Think about your life. Think about your story. Think about what painful situation you have experienced and what gain you have got from it because you don't let the painful situation overtake you, overwhelm you. So before we get started, I'd like to say a word of prayer. Thank you, Father, for your word and how it encourages us and how it helps us, how it makes us better. How because of you, Father, we can overcome any situation. We don't have to give in to any situation. Yeah, there's a lot of things in life that's painful. But you're greater than that pain. And you are ready, willing and able to help us overcome the pain. I love we trust in you, listen to you, and do what you tell us to do. So thank you, Father, in this sharing that these three things are revealed. The trusting in you, the listening to you, and doing what you tell us to do. So that we all will understand the formula for getting out of our pain. In the name of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, we thank you. Amen. So I want everybody to turn to the book of Ruth, as I said before, and we're going to start with Ruth. And I'm not going to read the whole book, so I'm going to set it up a little bit. The situation with Ruth is, it starts off with Emelak, Naomi, and their two sons, Mahalan and Chilion. And they're living in a place where there's a famine. So... It's like a depression or a recession. It's not a good place to be. So Elimelech decides, hey, I'm going to move my family somewhere else where the grass is greener to where we can, I can take care of you guys and we can still be able to survive these hard times right now. So he 
gets his family, and they move to Moab. And it's no different than us when we're faced with a bad situation and we know we need to move out of it to make that situation better. So that's what he was thinking. He was thinking, hey, I need to take care of my family. I need to provide for my family, and I can't do it here, so I need to move somewhere else to do it. And when they moved there, and things was going pretty good, and you know, they're like, okay, so it was a good move. So that's cool, and let's just keep this going. But then something happens in verse 3, which is a very painful situation. And it's a very real situation. And it's something that happens to us, too, in our lives. And once a painful situation happens to you, it becomes how you're going to deal with it. Are you going to let it overtake you, or are you going to overtake it? And if you decide to let it overtake you, that pain going to be there for the rest of your life. But if you decide to overtake it, you have to go to God and allow God to help you overtake that painful situation where you can come out of it and get gain. So in verse 3 of Ruth chapter 1, it says, And Imlech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left and her two sons. So let's look at the situation. First, they was in a famine situation. They moved out. They do have better. Things were going better. Then the husband died. That's a painful situation. That's painful for the wife and that's painful for the kids. And it's no different than the pain that we experience today when we lose a loved one. It's very painful. I just went to one of my um, my um, childhood friends from the world the other day and it was a very painful situation. She was like a year older than me and um, she had grandkids and brothers and sisters and kids and you know for them knowing that she's going to be gone and the role that she played in their life is not there anymore it's very hurtful very painful and you know sometimes it causes people to to spiral in a negative way to where they could never come out of it and some people it caused them to push harder because they just want to cherish their family even more so they want to take every opportunity and enjoy what they have so, in this situation, Naomi has a choice too. She has a choice to, I'm going to let this get to me or I'm going to go forward. But nevertheless, it is a painful situation. Whether she let it get to her or not, she think about it. She feels this and it hurts her. And it hurts her kid because they don't have a father anymore. And that's hard for a child to not have a father. It's hard for a, a daughter not to have a, a father. It's harder... Even more for a son not to have a father because he has no example of what a man's supposed to look like or what a man's supposed to do. So that's a struggle for him. But they had to deal with the situation, which was very painful, but they had to deal with it. And in verse 4, it says, And they took them wives. So the son's like, Okay, let's keep moving. Let's keep going. And you know, now I mean, let's keep going. I know my husband dead and your father dead, but. We got to keep this going. And they took them wives of the women of Moab. The name of one was Orpha and the name of the other was Ruth. And they dwelt there about 10 years. So they kept progressing. And the thing in the painful situation, you still got to progress. You, you can't. It does no good to wallow in that pain. It does no good to let that pain stop you from moving forward. So they had to make a decision to move forward. The mother had to make a decision. The kids had to make a decision to move forward, even though they was painting. So I want everybody to understand, just because you're painting, 
you still can make a decision to move forward. You know, it, a lot of times people say, well, I can't move. I hurt so bad. Uh, I can't think. I hurt so bad. You, you can think and you have to think. You can move and you have to move. Maybe you can't move like you was moving before you was not in pain, but you can still move some way to help your situation out. So you can't, You have to continue to move forward no matter what you're experiencing at that time in order to get out that painful situation. So, you know, they decided to get married and take them two wives and they was, they was kicking it for like 10 years. Things was going good. They were like, okay, we, we rolling. We, we got over the death of our father and, you know, I got over the death of my husband and and we're going to just continue to move because that's what we're supposed to do. And we're going to get married. And my son's going to get married. And we're going to have a family. And then in verse 5 it said, And Mahlan and Chilion died also, both of them. And the women were left of her two sons and her husband. So now think about this. Think about it from Naomi's perspective. Man, I just lost, I lost my husband. And then shortly after, years later... My son, they get married and things are going good. And then I lose my sons. I mean, can you imagine the pain? This is somebody who's connected to her. These are people who she, that came through her into this world. These are people who she raised from a baby to be a man to where they can have their own life. And now they're gone too. So you got to think about what that must have felt like to her. What that must have seemed like to her. And... When you think about what it must have seemed like to her and felt like to her, think about what it seemed like to you and felt like to you when something like that or something um, that is not as bad but just as painful happened to us. And it can cause your mind to think because she didn't just lose a husband and two sons, which is the most important thing. She, she lost a provider, you know. She lost... Uh, helpmate, she lost a lover, she lost a protector, she lost financial security. So, these are the things that came with that loss. So, the husband that's a loss, but then when you look at the other stuff too that is missing now that the husband's not there, or if, if the wife, in case, if it was the wife, if the wife's not there, it's hard. It's like a <clears throat> person. Raising a man, raising his daughter without his wife. I mean, yeah, he can do it, but it's it's hard because he don't know the little intricacy of being a woman. He don't know how to share that with that their his daughters. No more than a man, a woman know how to share the intricacies of being a man with her boys. You know, so it's, it's when that person is gone, it's a loss, and then to lose your sons too, someone that you brought into the world. That's 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 painful, and you. You're experiencing this pain and you're thinking, oh my God, I mean, what's going on here? Why am I losing? I can't, can I ever get happy? And in that, you still have to be able to move forward because if you give in to can I ever get happy, you're not going to get happy and you're going to do things that's going to be detrimental to your life and whatever those things may be. I don't know what they are, but I know what we do a lot of times. We're in a lot of pain. We, we find things to compound the pain and we stay in the pain and we don't come out of it. And this is something that God don't want us to do. He wants us to find a way to come out of the pain. So this is a situation. She lost her husband. She lost her son. So, you know, she's depressed. She don't know what to do. So I'm not going to read this verse, but she hear from people that where she came from, 
the Lord has visited them and he's taking care of them. He's feeding them. He's provided for them. So she decided, hey, let's go back here and, you know, we can get some food and get some providers there. And, and I got kin folks there. So, you know, we can have some help some support there because at this place she had no support. So I want you guys to understand that even though she's in pain and it's, it's tremendous pain that she's in. I don't want to say that lightly. I want everybody to feel the effect of her pain. That's why I want you to look in your own life and how you feel if these things happen to you. She still has to make moves. So she decided to make moves. So she decided to go back. So she take her daughter-in-law's with her and they go back. And, you know, she tell her daughter-in-law at one point that, hey, you know what? You guys just go in, um to your family because there's no need for you guys to suffer with me. I'm suffering and they don't think it's going to get any better for me. But you guys are young and you guys can still live a good life and, you know, have, you know, a husband and have kids and, and live that life. But for me, it's pretty much done. I, there's nothing good going to come to me. And we feel like that. When we're going through it, we feel exactly like that. I mean, we come on. We feel like, man, it ain't going to never get no better. Why do I got to keep? I went through this the other day. I went through this that day. I went through this this day. I went through this for a month. I went through this for a year. I went through this for five years. It ain't get no better. It ain't going to never get no better. And a lot of times that causes us to give up hope and Naomi, she was at a point now when she was starting to give up hope. She was starting to say, forget it. It's not worth it. Obviously, God is not with me. So she gave them the option to go. And at first, you know, they were like, hey, no, we don't hang with you. We're going to kick it with you because, you know, you're our family. And we don't want to leave you. We don't want you to suffer, which was a great thing, too, because they had love for her. And God needed them to see how great she was, and they needed her them to see. They need, and God needed her to see how great they was in the sense of they wanted to be with her. So, over a period of conversation and time, um, she brought that up to their attention again. Hey, you guys can cut. You know, I don't want you guys to suffer. I, I love you too much for you guys to suffer along with me. And, you know, at that time, Oprah, you know, she cut, she left. And, you know, I understand why she left because she was going to do big things. She was going to become a newscaster and didn't have a talk show, didn't have her own station. You know, so she had to make that move. Uh, just kidding. You know, but uh, she left. And um, Ruth, she decided to stay. She decided to stay. And because Ruth decided to stay, that gave Naomi hope. And God needed her to have hope. Because as we read right here, I'm going to go here. Let me go. I'm going to just start from verse 13. It said, after she told him to leave and, you know, hey, I'm old and, you know, I can't have no more kids. And if I do have kids, blah, 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 you know, the whole thing. She said, would you tarry for them till they were grown? Would you stay for them from having husbands? Nay, my daughters. For it grieveth me much for your sake that the hand of the Lord is gone out against me. So this is where she at. This is mentally, this is where she at. And this is where we at. Sometimes mentally, we think God is against us. So we like, you know, this is it's over for us. It's a done deal. So, you know, they lift up their hands and, you know, they like, hi, you know. But then, you know, like I said, Oprah, she decided, you know, hey, I'm out. I, you know, you want me to leave? I'm going to leave, you know. But then... In verse 15, it says, this is Ruth, though. And she said, behold, 
Thy sister, okay, I'm sorry, this is now I'm sure and behold, thy sister in law is gone back unto her people and to her gods. Return thou after thy sister in law. And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee or to return from following after thee. For whether thou goest, I will go, and where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God shall be my God. So this is God working in a painful situation. But if we're not looking, if we're looking in the wrong direction, if we're looking at the pain and not looking at what God is doing in the pain, we're not going to see what God is starting, what the process, where it's going. This woman, one left, yes, she did leave. But one stayed. And she said, I want to stay with you. And whatever you go through, I want to go through. Wherever you stay, I want to stay. Your people are my people. Your God is my God. So God is letting her know that I got you, Naomi. I got you. And I'm going to use this girl, Ruth, to get you out of the situation. But think about it. If Naomi was just like, no, go, just leave. She wouldn't have got what she's going to get. Because Ruth wouldn't have been there to give it to her. But in this situation, Ruth, even though she didn't have a husband, she still stayed. Even though that wasn't her mother, it was her mother-in-law, she still stayed. And Naomi, even though she was feeling bad, she was in a lot of pain. She was able to see something in this girl. She was able to see a glimpse of God in this girl. Because how dedicated this girl was to her. And we got to be able to see God, even if sometimes it's a glimpse of God in a situation of overcoming a situation. We got to be able to see, we can't not, not see God in these situations to overcome them. If we only see the situation and that they can't be overcome, then we are not going to overcome them. But if we can see God, even if it's a glimpse of God, and say, oh, I see God there. He, he had this person come and say hi to me. He had this person call me, ask me how I was doing. He had this person come and shake my hand. He had this person smile at me when I didn't feel like smiling. Then it can go somewhere. But if you can't see that, it can't go anywhere. So we, we, we dealt with the pain of the situation, of the losing of your husband and your kid, and all the things that comes with that. And now we're going into the point to where God is like, okay, now let me show you what I'm going to do in this situation. Because you have still chosen to move. You chose to move back home instead of just wallowing in the dirt there. You chose to free these girls up and not let them go with your burden that you felt right this time. I'm going to show you what I'm going to do for you. So verse 17 says, where thou diest, will I die? And there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me. And more also, if aught if but that part thee and me. So Ruth is like made a declaration to her. I'm going to be with you. And what we got to understand is that it's God talking to her. It's God telling her, I'm going to be with you. It's God saying, your people are my people. It's God saying, wherever thou goes, I'm going to go with you. It's God saying, hey, we're going to be together always. That's God talking through Ruth. And we got to understand, sometimes God talks through other people to get to us. And if we don't understand that, then we can never hear God. So it's really important that we understand that. Verse 18. When she saw that she was steadfastly minded to go with her, then she left speaking unto her. 
So I want to stop there for the day. Verse 18. She saw a glimpse of God in Ruth. And because she saw a glimpse of God in Ruth, she had a little hope. And that's all it takes is a little hope to build a lot of hope. But if you have no hope, you can't build anything. So even though she was faced and she was going through a painful situation with the loss of her son, the loss of her husband, and everything that comes along with it, her daughter-in-law leaving, God used Ruth to encourage Naomi. God used Ruth to keep Naomi on her toes. God used Ruth to help Naomi. And the same thing he do for her, she, he did for her, he do for us. Look around in your life. There's a root in your life. It could be an employer. It can be a friend. It can be a passerby on the street. It can be a co-worker. It can be a family member. There's somebody in your life to encourage you. There's somebody in your life to tell you, don't forget about God. There's somebody in your life to tell you that I'm with you to the end. There's somebody in your life to help you. So even though we're going to go through a great deal of painful situations in our lives, we can't stay in the pain. We have to look for the gain and we have to strive for the gain. Now, in the next three verses or the next three chapters we're going to read on the next three podcasts is going to deal with the gain and what you have to do to get that gain. So thank you, Father, for your word and how it encourages us and how it keeps us and how it builds us up and how it just continues to magnify you in our eyesight to where we can see how great you are and who you have made us to be. Thank you, Father, for your blessings. In the name of your blessed Son, Jesus Christ, amen.